This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 547, recorded on September 29th, 2022. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in the beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. Ryan, down in Kansas, you're enjoying some beautiful weather. Bob, yeah, you have it all the time, so you can't you can't even talk, but <laughs> nice to be in the fall, right? Yeah, I was sitting at my son's soccer practice earlier tonight, and I actually got a little chilly in shorts and t-shirt. And it was 80 degrees out, but there's a little breeze, and it just, you know, I was like, yeah. all right, fall is, I can feel it, we're good to go. It's a good hoodie and shorts is what I'm in. That's, yes, the, mid, I love that's that. the Midwest fall, uh, you know, yep. higher. And, uh, and Bob, uh, the weather's still holding out for you in California. Are you still? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not, I don't think maybe in December I'll put on a pair of joggers or something, but it's yeah, just shorts yeah. and t-shirt here. It's great all the time. Yeah. It's, it is good. You pay in other ways, though. You yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Literally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You desperately pay in other ways. Well, Bob and Ryan from thinkcomputers.org are here. We'll have a chat here in just a second. Uh, before we do, a big thanks to Gavin Campbell, who came on and joined me two weeks ago. Uh, if you're keeping up with things, we were off last week. Uh, but big thanks to Gavin for coming on and holding the fort down. Lots of home automation uh, conversation. Then Bob, who's out in chat today, uh, joined us on Patreon. And if you want to support the show, you want to give back to it for what we do and you'll you'll hear why because i'm gonna getting ready to buy a bunch of equipment uh here over the next couple weeks you can join our patreon team head out to the average guy.tv slash patreon i introduced them a little bit earlier but bob and ryan from thinkcomputers.org are on your show guys last night first welcome but your show last night was so fitting to what we're going to talk about today i almost felt like you did that show for me you had a case (laughs) You talked about some memory. You had an SSD. You um, uh, there's a bunch of other oh a GPU stuff. It's almost like you you did that for me. I'm I'm sure you didn't. But how are things, Bob? How are things going over there? Uh, with oh, it's, it's good. It's getting into the uh, busy season for for reviews and for uh, as we'll talk about product launches. So most of the big hardware companies will release products right right around now for holiday season. Um, so, I mean, just right now we're getting new CPUs from both AMD and Intel, new graphics cards, um, from NVIDIA, Intel just launched their first ever graphics card as well, or not first ever, but first of the newer generation. And then we have AMD coming out with graphics cards very soon as well. So there's just a lot of stuff going on. And then all the other companies, we like, like you said, we have new cases, we have new memory, we have new SSDs, like it's just launch season. So Lots of uh, really cool PC hardware coming out. Yeah, yeah. And then from a pricing perspective, you guys keep track of it. I mean, I haven't bought anything in a couple of years just because things got nuts. And I don't I don't really buy that often. I mean, I think I bought the Mac last year. So I have a Mac M1 when it first came out. But the computers behind it, I mean, I've got some Windows PCs that have been running for seven, eight, nine years, and they still... Are, they're still doing their job for what I need them to do, right? Not top yeah. of the line. I'm not gaming on them. We're not doing VR, which we're going to talk a little bit about tonight. But they're still kind of making it for me. 
So I haven't bought anything recently. As you guys, Ryan, as, as we were talking, or as you guys were talking last night, it seems like prices are coming back in line. Are you seeing that? Uh, are you seeing that as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, for the last two, two and a half years, we've had supply chain issues, right? And uh, crypto's played into it as well. There's a lot of factors that have kind of come together all around summer, end of summer to start reducing prices on a lot of hardware, especially in the GPU market, you know, getting a lot of used hardware into the market as well, right? You've get some of these uh, cards that were being used to mine cryptocurrencies that are, you know, showing up on eBay and other markets uh, that you can pick up for a steal. Um, but it's also, you know, excess uh, inventory that some of the the AIBs and uh, manufacturers have um, ahead of the launch of the new stuff coming out. So prices are are great right now. Just a couple of weeks ago, Ethereum merged and uh, mm-hmm. became proof of stake uh, instead of proof of, of work. And that I am sure we'll talk about this here towards the end because we're going to talk about GPUs towards the end of the show. Um, I am sure that's flooding the market. And so I'm, I'm going to ask you guys, should, should I go after a used card or should I buy new? We'll talk about that uh, here at the end of the show. Okay, so here's the premise. My son has really gotten into VR and he is, he's, he's DJing on VR. He's doing a bunch. He's got the whole thing going on, the whole suit, everything that's available today. He's got, I, I I'm kind of interested because I think there's going to be some, some interesting things happening in the VR space here in the future that I want to get involved in. So today, you know, I sold all my GPUs a couple of years ago and the prices were high and everybody was wanting them. I got rid of all of them. I didn't need them. I will need a higher end GPU for, to, to be able to, to jump into the VR space. I haven't picked a VR platform, but I, I, we kind of know some general requirements of what we're going to need from a PC perspective. I'm a budget conscious guy, but in this case, I don't want to go the very bottom. I kind of want to land in the value space. Like I want to, I want to land in a place where we're getting really good bang for the buck and it's going to last me a while, right? From that standpoint. So from a budget perspective, you guys cover a lot of high-end stuff on your podcast. That may be appropriate in some, in, in some places it may not. Uh, but I want you to think about best value uh, as we think about that. And I want to start in that area of, let's just get the, the elephant in the room, Intel versus AMD. And there's been, AMD is back certainly in the last couple of years that has come back and they've got some definite, you know, they're definitely a player in the space. Bob, let me start with you. I'm in a spot. I could go either way, to be honest with you. Do I, for, for VR and for gaming, do I need to only consider Intel or is AMD a player in it? And are they going, (laughs) so what are you showing? (laughs) This is a a new AMD processor. (laughs) So it's Um, the the Ryzen 9. Yeah, Ryzen 9 7900X. Um, I just bought this the other day. Uh, But no, I mean, I think, at least for me, as far as the platform goes, because that's what I think about. I don't think just about raw performance numbers, because even in gaming, even in different applications you're using, you're not really, all those graphs they show you in, in their presentations, oh, we're better at this, we're better at that. A lot of your games and a lot of your applications don't even make use of all the cores on the processor. They, you know, So what I look for is mainly platform. Um, so, you know, what speeds of memory will this platform take? What speeds of um, SSDs can I put in this thing? How many extra PCI Express lanes do I get? And at least in what I think that you would be going for, which my suggestion would be like a Ryzen, like this, 
I guess you would call it last generation, but it was basically up until a week ago, the current AMD generation would be Ryzen 5000 series where you're going to get um, really fast SSD speeds. You're going to get memory that is going to be affordable and it's going to be available. And I like the Ryzen 5000 series processors. They did a lot over the, I reviewed both the 3000 series, which is the previous generation. And now the 5000 series, um, and they did a lot just over the 3000 series. So I think that whole ecosystem is really where I think you would land if you want to do VR and, you know, just have a good overall PC for VR that would, you know, mm-hmm. last you a long time and be able to do everything that you wanted it to do. Um, Intel is still good. I, I don't think it's a bad platform, uh, you know, but for me, the processors always run hotter for the most part. Um, and they just don't bring as much value, at least, like I said, in this, you know, this current generation, they haven't brought enough value for me to really say to a friend or a colleague to be like, Hey, you should really get Intel over AMD. Mm. Okay. Uh, Ryan, you're the cooling guy over on the podcast. There, <laughs> yeah. think computers.org. Yeah. Do I need, uh, if say I take Bob's suggestion, I go with the Ryzen sure. 5000. Am I going to need to do some active cooling on that with what I'm doing? Or can I just go with the stock fan that they give me? You can certainly go with a stock fan depending on the unit, right? Um, some, some AMD um, chips will come with a, a better cooler than others. Right. Um, and anything that comes with the, the CPU itself is, is going to be compatible with it and, and keep you within spec, uh, you know, as far as your temperature maximums, things like that, uh, until you start getting into any overclocking. But I, I don't think in your case, you know, overclocking is going to come into play, right? You just want it to put it in, buy it, put it in, and have it run. So you'd be good to go. Now, that being said, you could definitely buy an upgraded um cooler to get a little more you know performance some of those boost uh speeds on the cpu a lot of times will be dependent upon how much cooling you can provide so if you can get it get a little cooler provide a little excess headroom for that you can get a little quicker speeds you know when it needs to burst at certain times so i think that definitely plays into it and bob bob mentioned you know the the value a little bit there and i think intel's made it a little harder to determine their value with some of their new chip designs with their efficient cores versus their performance cores and i think that's still kind of shaking out as far as how the industry in general kind of treats that as far as um, value goes, because it's, it's different than what we've been used to. We've always just had, you know, a normal core that's going to give as much performance as it can. And then you've got like a hyper thread or a, uh, you know, a, a multi uh, threading option, uh, either Intel or AMD. Now we have kind of this mix, like we've seen in cell phones recently, right? They've got these low powered, uh, cores that run just in the background, but then when you need to kick things up, those higher performance cores kick in. So that kind of mm. changes up the value piece, in my opinion. Um, but but I agree with Bob. I think you're good on either platform, and then taking into consideration how much you want to spend on those faster, you know, Gen four drives uh, on SSD, and whether you want to be on the DDR four, DDR five memory platform, things like that. If I go AMD, can I, can I, and I'm, I'm assuming DDR5 is the, is the fastest memory that's available to me from a consumer standpoint today. Uh, can, can I do that? And can I max that thing out at 64 gig of RAM? Uh, oh, yeah, you can, you can definitely do that. The, that yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, I believe the late, I can actually look, I don't know what the max you can put in an X570. Um, 
I don't, you know, oh, from cool. a from a while you're looking that up from a usability standpoint, I don't think I'll need more than 64. Although I was thinking back in the day when I, you know, when I put 16 in and I would think, Oh, that'll be, that'll be fine. And then I started running VMs and yeah. then you're like, dang it. I wish I had right. bought more memory. The 5,800 X 3d, which would be the processor. I would probably recommend out of the current yeah. uh, version. It'll support up to 128 gigabytes. Yeah. So yeah, a, I think that's the most on the on a consumer platform. I just want to double check because I wasn't so. sure, but um, yeah. Uh, well, Bob's looking that up. Ryan, if mm-hmm. I if you were if I were to get a basic cooler, I don't like you guys were talking about bending, you know, bending tubes. Yeah, yeah, liquid you know, cooling. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what's the, for for if I was if I were to go this route, what's the most efficient mm-hmm. average guy cooler that's just above a stock fan, you know, if I want to add a little bit of cooler, you guys were looking at that half case last night. This guy, that yep. thing's got to be freaking gigantic. <laughs> it's enormous. Right? But yeah, but, you can see it behind Bob right there under his table. Yeah, it looks yeah, like it's, it's halfway sitting holding down. it up. <laughs> yeah. So I don't need that big. We'll talk about cases a little yeah, bit later. Yeah. But uh, Ryan, what what would be a good kind of average guy cooling solution? Uh, I think the Noc- some of the Noctua coolers um, that are available, the NH, what is it, 15? Um, is pretty nice, but I, I wouldn't also shy away from an all-in-one liquid cooler, right? Uh, 240 or 360 millimeter all-in-one. The installation process really isn't that more complex by any means than a, a standard air air cooler, tower cooler. There's it, It's going to take you a little longer just because there's more screws and, and things to put onto it, but as far as the difficulty between the two, it's not any more difficult just takes a little more time um and you'll get a little more headroom um in my opinion on on that cooling and um might be fun to set up too i mean I, i'm yeah, doing right. some of this for the setup i don't you know it's i haven't spent a while since i put a system together and so it'll be kind of fun to 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 pull this off bob from a memory standpoint is 64 the right place to land today for or is yeah we, yeah i would think so um yeah, I mean, I think that would put you in a good spot if you're going to be doing VR stuff, you know, and then it's just going to be, you know, future forward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I know a lot of people that do just do 32, but 64 is just the, the price difference isn't going to be all that much for the most part. So you can, you know, $20, $20 difference, something like that, you know. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I would go. I would go with sixty four. Like if I'm building a system today, I would put sixty four in it. Okay, that's what that's what I'm on. And there's times when you know when sixteen just wasn't enough, or you would yeah. bump up close to sixteen, and you're like, well, I'm I'm staying under it. But then you realize once you have sixty four, you were probably actually going over that and maybe yeah. paging to your SSD yeah. and yeah. maybe not noticing it. But yeah, it's definitely no, uh, sixty four. I think some of my, you know, I've got some six, I've got a six to, uh, laptop with 16 gig in it. And I think I'm watching the performance struggle a little bit and it, it doesn't look like it should be, but I think it is. And, and it, it's, it's pretty much upgraded as, as high as I'm going to take it. I've got some old windows boxes that capped out at 32. So I've got those as high as I can get them, you know, built those out to them. But is it, is it, like as I'm thinking about this, is it just too much of an overkill to just max up a board out at 128? I mean, to buy a board that supports 128, do it now so I don't have to go back and buy it again or find it again. Or it, from a cost perspective, is that just dumb, Bob? Is that a dumb? Is that a dumb? I idea? wouldn't. 
I mean, we say this now. We say, "Oh, you'll never use, <laughs> you know, sixty-four, and then five years." See, see, I'm not. I mean, your your use case is obviously a lot different. Like, you're somebody who's going to use the system for a considerable amount of time. Where I'm, I'm upgrading systems, you know, every year, every couple of years. Right. Um, so I don't know. I that see now that price difference is going to be big because yeah. a lot of these, a lot of the memory you'll see out there a lot of companies don't even make 128 gig kits. So okay. you, you know, um, so I, I would shy away from it just from a cost perspective. Okay. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't see somebody making use of 120. The only people that I know that have that much memory are like people doing 3d modeling or crazy video editing, like 8k video editing type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know any gamer or any, normal user that has more than 64 yeah unless you're running like you know some development apps and or maybe running some virtual machines on your host machine right that can take advantage of that extra memory yeah i i'm in full agreement. well that and that may to be honest i mean i i do the the i have a core i7 box that's windows that taken it it's, i think i've i think i've got 64 gig ram on there but I do use it a lot for virtualization. I'll spin servers up on it or virtual instances of things. So it is handy to have that overhead and to, to be able to give it, you know, now I used to spin up a windows instance and I give it four gig of Ram and we'd be fine. Well, now I've got to give those things like eight minimum 16, if I actually want them to perform. Well, now if, if it's a 32 gig box, half the, like half the memory is being taken up by the, by one VM. So that's the only that's the only reason I ask, and and uh, it's just so as I'm thinking about boards. So if I'm thinking about an AMD board, I'm thinking about 64, but maybe allowing in the future for 128. I'm thinking about uh, the highest gen. So where from a hard drive situation, are we Gen four? Is that the is the, or or what are we talking about? On, if I was going to put an SSD in there, what what do I want from a hard drive perspective? Gen four, that's what that that's what that platform would. We're getting into Gen five, um, but that's that's the okay. highest of the high end. Okay. Um, and the board that you would get wouldn't support Gen five anyways. But Gen yeah. four is plenty fast. Um, an average drive would be around five thousand megabytes a second read and write, or five gigabytes a second okay. uh, read and write. And then the newer Gen four drives that we're seeing come out, um, they're around seventy five hundred. Uh, megabytes a second or 7.5 gigabytes per second transfer speed. So you'll be set for pretty much anything that you do. I mean, that's really fast. I always say I want the fastest thing available. I, you know, that's just me. But I mean, 10.4 is is super, super fast. Um, and it, what's, what's great about it is that, you know, they're on the board itself. So you don't have to take any, you know, room in the case for like a, a, 2.5 inch SSD or a right. larger hard right. drive. It just doesn't right. take up any space. Right. Going to talk about case in a second. I want to come back to the board though. So Bob, from a board perspective, if I'm heading AMD, if I'm going to do a Ryzen 5000 series, if we're thinking six, at least 64 gig of RAM, DDR5. DDR4. Or DDR4, sorry. Yeah. Where do Because DDR4 is the fastest I can go with the Ryzen 5000. Is that yes. right? Okay. So, um, with that in mind, what kind of boards then what should I lean towards or what should I look for in a board? It all depends uh, kind of what what you're doing. Are you going to populate all the M.2 slots? Are you not? Um, because you can get so 
the two main chipsets are the X570 and then the B550, 50, right? Yeah. B550. Um, and the main difference between those two is that the X570 gives you Gen 4 across all of your M.2 slots, whereas the B550 does not. And you only have the top slot. But if you're only going to run one hard drive, so you buy like a two terabyte Gen 4 drive, put it in the top slot, you're good. You know? Back, well, back in the old days, a couple of years ago, we'd always <laughs> right, you'd make your you'd make your your OS your OS drive as fast as possible, yeah. and then you'd put some big gigantic spinners in there to to do all the for all the data. Well, costs have gotten so ridiculous at this point. Are we back to a point where I just buy a single two terabyte? That for for me on a box like that. If I want other storage, I'm going to push it off to a NAS or some somewhere else on the network. It, are, are we back to where I just buy a single two terabyte drive and call it good? Yeah. And like, I mean, the speed is fast enough, right? So your Windows installation isn't going to be bogging down your your Gen 4 NVMe SSD. It's just mm-hmm. not. Um, and again, you get a two terabyte. Maybe you partition 500 of it for Windows and then the other for your games or however, you know, just for organizational things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can pretty much get away with it just a single, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're not going to be pushing more than a, a terabyte of data on there and all your other stuff's going to be on a NAS or somewhere else, then yeah. you're pretty much good to go. Uh, Bob says the bottleneck may likely be the GPU. We'll talk about that here towards the end of the program because I'm going to spend some extended time um, uh, talking about that. Ryan, would you add anything else from a board consideration standpoint? Um, depending on your home network, right? A lot of the boards now are coming with a 2.5 or maybe a 10 gig uh, Ethernet connection or or wireless, right? So if that's important to you, you know, if you're transferring files or storing, you know, accessing stuff across the network and you require that, that's something that most of them are, are going to have. So remember that in order to take advantage of those speeds, you have to have the rest of the gear that can take advantage of it, right? That yeah. 10 gig port on your motherboard doesn't matter if the switch <laughs> it's connected to is only one gig, right? Uh, that's doesn't work. It's magic, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that and... No, I think that's about it. Uh, yeah, the the number of M.2 slots on boards nowadays is really nice um, to just, you know, if you really have that need for extra capacity and maybe don't want to spend the money for an 8 or a 16 terabyte M.2 drive, you know, but you don't mind putting in a, a four, an extra 4 terabyte drive or something and then the ability to add another one down the road. Yeah. Um, th- those M.2 slots make things uh, really nice without taking up space. If I if I said to myself, you know, self, I really only need two M.2 slots in there for this build. Everything else can can be either network storage or I'm sure they still have. I'm still I could go go old school, uh, put put regular drives right on sure. these on these as well. Does it is it cheaper for me to buy a board that has two two of those instead of four, uh, or you're like, hey? right now just get one with four because you're going to want it eventually in the future bob is that what thinking about it does it does it matter is that one of those areas where it matters how many m.2 slots are on the board most boards should have at least two okay right um if you do the b550 again the top one is going to be gen 4 the bottom one's going to be gen 3 um if you go to x570 they'll all be gen 4 and likely on x570 you'll find boards that have at least three 
Um, and some of the higher end boards come with like an expansion card that gives you two more. Um, I really don't think you need to go that, you know, that high. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, all of these boards also, for the most part, what it will have at least four or six SATA uh, ports as well. So if you wanted to put like a 2.5 inch SSD in there as well, you can, you know, put a bunch of those in there too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think two would be more than enough. And then you'll find that on pretty much every board. Okay. Um, yeah. And if I, if I did, if I had a gen four and that was the OS drive and that's all I use it for, I have the gen three for offloading some things for the future. If I wanted to, what's the price thinking generally about the two, the two different chipsets that are on there. What's generally the price difference between the two? Uh, depends on the board. But, yeah, no, right on. Yeah. No, I, do you I want do, lights uh, or not? Do you want... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different <laughs> How features. How flashy do you like, want it to be? Yeah, yeah. But, but you really have to consider. Let me yeah, just... Yeah, no, and, and, you know, I'm not going don't, to... I don't need the bells oh, and whistles because no. nobody's ever down here to see them except me, and I don't care about <laughs> light. Like, we, we've I, we've been through that before. But, yep. um, you know, that's those those things are silly to me. But from that perspective i'm just is it double the price to go with the higher chipset so the the beef so just this is just a comparison so an asus rog strix b550f motherboard that's the b550 is 189.99 the x570 strix uh is 329 so not quite double, but we're close. Yeah, you're going to, yeah. And yeah. again, those two boards aren't necessarily the same. They're a little different in feature set. Um, but yeah, I would say like a $100 difference possibly. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, no, that kind of yeah. puts it, that kind of puts it, it for me, the right frame of mind of like, you know, if it's triple for one than the other, mm-hmm. then you kind of start going, okay, well, Ryan, to your point, start looking at some of the, the USB that's on there, the network that's on there, like how many SATA ports are going to be there. You start taking all of that into consideration from a kind of a, from a perfect board. It never fails a year into this. I go, Oh, you know, (laughs) Oh, I wish I would have bought bought that one. I should have bought the more expensive one. And, and so now you can, even when you buy the more expensive one, then a new chipset comes out. And you're like, go ahead, Ryan. Another thing to think about is form factor as well, right? Uh, right now, with there's two major form factors: your standard ATX and then uh, Mini ITX are kind of the two most popular at the moment, right? So if you can get away with maybe a smaller system where you only need one add-in card, like that graphics card that we'll talk about later, you might be able to get away with a smaller board um, that has you know multiple M.2 slots, and then you know sometimes you can get a, a cheaper case because you know it doesn't need to be as large because of materials and things like that so that's another piece that can affect that board price as well not to say that they're that much cheaper because sometimes those little boards end up costing as much as or more because of the niche market right you know you get jay um that's on your show every now and then and he's always into the the small form factor builds right and those can add up and cost just as quickly but uh, it's something to think about small can can be just as expensive bob says just make sure that you have enough PCIe lanes to run your GPU at its full rated times 16, uh, 3.0 or 4.0. We'll talk about that a little bit more on the GPU side of things. I'm assuming all these parts, right? Once I get a list of them, then I need to start checking compatibilities 
with all of them just to make sure I'm getting, and there's probably no perfect setup for this, but to get one as close as I can um, to it is kind of important. Um, Ryan, you, you brought up, uh, you brought up case and case size. And, you know, I was a big fan. I've, I bought the old uh, master, master cooler, a uh, land box. It was the square. Um, yeah, I had one of those. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Love that thing. Right. Uh, functional, uh, easy to expand, lots of room, easy to get into. For me, looked good. Again, I didn't, this was a pre, uh, <laughs> pre light days, right? Yep. Is there a case uh, out there today that's kind of the standard that 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 would fit the bill? It doesn't need to be flashy, but it could be really functional for f- functional functional for a guy, you know, building a system like this. Bob, do, is there a case that comes to mind? Yeah, the Fractal Design uh, Torrent. I don't know why Ryan's. You took, you took my took the wind out of my sails. That's, that's the one. Uh, well, that, I wasn't going to say the. Too, Ryan. I wasn't going to say the torrent. I was going to go with a different fractal case. But yep. Yeah, the fractal. I believe it's the torrent. Am I not? Am I not? Hold on, let me. There you go. I was going to go with the uh, the Define series. Oh uh, yeah, I like the torrent just because it, it kind of looks it, it kind of looks like an old old school case a little bit. Okay. Um, and they have two sizes. Well, they actually, they have three sizes now. So they actually, they might have four sizes, but whatever size builds you do, they have this case for it. So it's functional as far as airflow. It's functional as far as installation, upgrading. Um, it's all high quality. Uh, we, I've reviewed uh, two, two of the different sizes of the case and everything goes in the way you would want it. There's no crazy, you can get it with the RGB lights, but you can get one without it. You know, um, you can get it in two different, you can get it in white or black, uh, different colors. You can get it with a window without a window. There's a bunch of different options, but it, it, it is, I, yeah, it's one of my favorite cases that I've reviewed in the past, past year. So it's good. Good Um, recommendation. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan, what, what were you thinking of? No. So I was in the same, you know, fractal design, um, company, but a different line that they have their defined series. And this is one that they've kind of refined year after year um i really like these and and it kind of goes to your point of you don't care about the lights uh, about the look they make this case with a tempered glass side panel but you can also get it without and with a standard side panel but they have sound dampening inner panels on this case mm. um it is they're known for being quiet they can be configured to hold a lot of internal drives mm-hmm. that's probably not going to be the case you know here for you but the it just has that option. They're really good cooling. Yeah, there's the torrent there that yeah. Bob was talking about. Yeah, it is a really nice sizes. looking case. I, yeah. I love the look of it. Um, looks very nice. And then they also offer um, the the Define. And it's just kind of a, you know, has a, is that you running it, Bob? Yeah, it's me running yeah. it. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, the Define series, right? They have, they're on the Define 7 now. And it, it also comes in multiple sizes um, yeah. with just kind of a brushed aluminum front. But you can also get it with a, um, you know, solid side panel which is nice so um i've i have the define r5 um and it's one of my favorite cases still you know and we're two series behind but it's just Mm -hmm. that uh i don't want to call it industrial but a muted Mm -hmm. professional looking functional functional, functional, um high quality case yeah, we'll do we'll do what you needed to do. We'll absolutely. Yeah, we'll. Look. It's a joy to they're a joy to yeah, build in too. They're really easy to build in. They think yeah. about the build process and oh wow, this was really easy to take the side panel off, or this portion was removable and made things easier. 
uh, to install my, you know, GPU or power supply, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've done done a lot of that work yeah. to make it easier. Yeah, they're, they're they're nice cases. Um, what, what's the price range on what? What do we? What are we? What am I? What should I spend on a case, Bob? It it again. It depends on the size of build that you're doing. I would say, okay. um, I would say for a good quality case, what do you say? We're like 150. Ryan would be like that, a good yeah, standard yeah, starting spot. Yep. Yeah, but they really haven't changed that much. I mean, I think I spent yeah. 100 bucks on the on, on the Cooler Master one that I have. I think that's the brand on that. Yeah. And it, cases have always, you know, the cheaper ones were 75. The more expensive ones were 300. It seems like maybe cases have not gotten bitten too bad by the inflation bug yeah they're pretty they're pretty affordable um i think compared to the to the case that you previously used we have a lot more higher quality materials like these cases that we were talking about they have like a nice tempered glass you know side panel on them and then compared to the cooler master case specifically a lot of the internal components are going to be metal as opposed to like the hard drive trays like i believe they're plastic on they there. are plastic um mm-hmm. so there's a lot more metal and just like Ryan said, everything is is a lot more thought out, and okay. yeah, fans are better as well, right? The included yeah. fans that we're getting nowadays are much better than what we used to get five and ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a lot of them are going to have that ARGB lighting, but you're also going to get a, a lot of times a fan controller or at least a fan hub in there to help you distribute that that fan load and uh, keep things in sync. Yeah, I saw that on your show last night. You were at the case you were featuring um, had a con- had a hub controller and it has an app associated yeah. with it. Right, it's getting pretty common that like now the case has an app that goes to it, so I can control everything through the app. Mm-hmm. Second, pretty pretty common on the on the higher end cases. Yeah, you'll see that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you go down, as far as in price, maybe you'll get a hub, and that hub just connects to your motherboard. Um, but yeah, in the higher end cases, you'll see them come with both a fan hub and like a lighting hub for the lights that are on the fans or any lighting accessories that come with the case or that you want to add to the case. Last night, you guys were talking a little bit about just briefly about power supplies and, and, and I bought, I'm assuming I'm going to get to need a new one, but I, a couple years ago, three, four years ago, I bought a backup power supply. It was on EGVA, no, E. BGA, right? Did you get that right? It was easy to say before the show, but for some reason I can't say (laughs) it on on the microphone. Um, It's 750 watts. Uh, Because I bought it as a backup, that meant none of my my power supplies ever failed, (laughs) right? That guarantees, right? That guarantees nothing will ever go wrong. Do I, in this case, and it's modular and it's got, you know, everything, I think everything it needs, but is 750 too small for what we're running today and for the future GPU conversation that's coming up here in a little bit? Do I have to reconsider that that power supply? Uh, for future GPU considerations, yeah, for, for, definitely. Yeah, for future <laughs> GPU considerations, yes. Um, yeah. It all depends on what you're going to be running, uh, specifically CPU, mainly CPU and GPU. Um, that's kind of that determines what you're going to... Um, yeah, 750. I mean, 750 can do can you can get away with 750 for a lot of stuff. I you just can say, get away with 650 to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you can. <laughs> Some of us still yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I I mean, I run a. a I always said from like for years, I'm always like, just get a thousand, you'll be fine. But there's yeah. a considerable price difference between a thousand and the 750. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Uh. 
by the way, I have no heartache with that. I'm just, it's one of these, like I bought it with the full intention of using it for something. And I think it, in, I I thought for sure I would have it in a system by now because something would have failed, but heart, I think you guys said this last night, power supplies just aren't failing like they used to. I, I, I think unless you buy some name one. Yeah. On Amazon. Yeah. No, I, everything I've got has been, has been super great. I don't know. Ryan, did you want to add to that? No, and I think that 750 watt power supply that you have there sealed in the box, ready to go would be fine with a current generation, right? We, we say current generation AMD, even though the 7,000 right, series right, just came right, out, right? right? You go with that 5,000 series and a, maybe a, a 3,000 series NVIDIA card. 750 should be fine because you're not going to go top end on the GPU. That's just not needed for for your use case. Um, you'll be well within the means of the 750. Okay, um, I think for, uh, maybe that you want to do. Maybe that uh, that um, power supply will actually get used, and then as soon as I put it in this build, something's going to something else going to die. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you know that's coming up. Um, any other? Any when we think about case. Like it gets me thinking like, man, if I have a nice case, then I'm going to want to show it off. <laughs> like I should put it somewhere. Somebody can actually see it. Um, any other considerations on the case? Cause there's so many, you know, the, the other thing, you know, is I got into doing some hard drive mining with crypto. I always wished I had more places for hard drives, right? It was one of those. And, and I did have, um, you know, I've got an old school case that I put some, um, you know, that I put some, a bunch of hard drive enclosures in so I could jam them in. It was nice to have a big case at that point to be able to do that. But any other considerations from a case perspective that I'm not thinking about? Um, no, because like I, I you was, said, you, you didn't necessarily, you didn't, I mean, lights aren't a big deal. No. I think the biggest thing with any system is just make sure it has good airflow. Okay. Uh, both of the cases that we listed have pretty decent airflow. If um, I stay with it, the fractal family, I'm going to be I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I I mean, I would. That's what pretty much the top end as far as something that's very functional. Um, Yeah, that's that's pretty much my pick. So, okay. Yeah. The other uh, one thing I would mention is if you're thinking about maybe to just to do something a little different, right? You said maybe I do want to show it to people because it's it's new. Something that's flashy, but I say flashy. To, to most people is maybe a, a vertical GPU mount. So if you ever think of putting the GPU in there, so it's sitting vertically parallel to your motherboard, that's not the standard convert, you know, uh, connection, make sure that a case supports the number of slots that your GPU has, right? You, you take to get a three slot GPU and try and put it in a case that only supports two slots vertically. And then you're like, well, I guess I'm not going to put it in there vertically and just run it normally. Yeah. Um, and and make sure that it's long enough, right? The case, some cases are compact and only support GPUs of certain lengths. So keep that in mind as well. Um, we kind of, that's good advice. We kind of blew past this, but uh, we, we talked about DDR4 for the RAM. Are there any, from a brand perspective, are there, are there things I should be looking out for there? Or is memory kind of memory for the most part and I shop deals? For the most part, um, I wouldn't go with some brand you had never heard of before. Yeah, sure. um, but I mean, most of the, the actual chips that are on the memory are literally made by like two to three companies. Um, and all the brands typically use them. And if you're, you know, you're not going to be looking for the super high end, like Corsair Dominator. That's like the super high end, you know, stuff where like they individually select the chips that go on the, 
on the memory. If you're just looking for average memory, pretty much any, any of the name brands, like I said, uh, what do we have? We have Corsair, we have Crucial, we have Kingston. What else do we have, Ryan? Uh, uh, G-Skill. G-Skill. I mean, any of the bigger, like any of the well-known companies, you'd be fine. And you can shop deals on kind of what you want. It just comes down to like, do you want lights? Do you not want lights? Right. Does, that's kind of, right. you know, right. and then you just get a, you get speed based on what your motherboard will support. Um, and I would say, especially for Ryzen. So Ryzen, the performance of the CPU is kind of, it kind of goes in turn with, your uh with the speed of your memory so for ryzen you want like ddr4 3600 megahertz okay that's kind of what you would kind of shoot for for that type of build okay yeah and in looking at that once i think so once i make a decision on a chip then i make a decision on the memory then i start looking at boards right to say okay what's the best what's the best with that in mind thinking of all the considerations that we talked about then we probably look at a case, but let's get to the GPU consideration because I think that determines, there's a little bit of determining when you get this GPU in there, what size case and some other things that you're looking for. We know, I mean, it's for, it's been AMD and, and NVIDIA, right, for the longest time making these. Right. Uh, you guys last night on the show uh, talked a little bit about Intel's entry <laughs> into this, right? Not certainly not their first, but it's, a, it's, it's new and maybe it's a little late in coming out, but it's... It the arc is out there and, and is available from a from a um, you know just from a what you know what I'm going to try and do with this thing in the four the forty the the, the four thousand what do you, what are we calling it from a series perspective is forty forty yeah what I would say forty okay, okay so we, 30, go, 40. we have that debate all the time either thirty <laughs> I'm calling 40 it 40. or four thousand three thousand you know 30, yeah right because either one. Are you taking all the numbers into consideration, or exactly. just the first two? Right, exactly. So, um, one, do I do I only consider Nvidia at this point? And and and, and Bob, I'll start with you. I mean, n- now knowing what you know, where would you steer me? Nvidia, probably. Um, AMD is great. It, it's it's competitive in certain aspects. I just always say that Nvidia brings not only just performance. But you get a value add on it, right? So uh, Ryan uses it a lot, and I use it. Uh, you get NVIDIA Broadcast, which, which cleans up your your audio, uh, you know, for your podcast. So you can definitely make use of that. They have other technologies like RTX and DLSS, which DLSS is is one that you might be able to take advantage of, where it will render out. Say you're you know you're playing a game, and you have a 4K screen, but you're graphics card might not be up to snuff to play it at super high frame rate at 4k it will render the game at say 1440p and then upscale it that's what the technology uh dlss does and it it's kind of like you can't even tell the difference there's just like different technologies that nvidia specific gpus have that amd's try to catch up with but it's just not there yet and i feel like all of the all of the drivers are always good. You don't run into any issues. The the software they have software that's built into their GPU that allows you to like record games. You could rec- you know a bunch of different things that just you get your GPU plus all of these other things. That's why I, I typically always say Nvidia. Ryan, you want to add to that? Uh, I would agree, but I wouldn't count AMD out by any means. 
right? Their their latest couple generations have been, like Bob said, competitive for the most part. They don't quite have the top-end competition for NVIDIA, um, in my opinion, but I, I, I definitely wouldn't count them out, right? We, I, I know multiple people with AMD graphics cards of current generations that have no issues, run game, the same games I play at the same performance or better, right? Um that, that have no issues. Now, as far as Intel goes with, you know, the card we talked about, the 7,700, I wouldn't, or the 770, um, I wouldn't put my eggs in that basket just yet, just because it's this first generation of their, you know, dedicated GPU. I, I would let that simmer and let's see what generation two looks like. See how one, goes and what performance and you know and uh, stability and driver improvements they can make to that before i would step over to intel i think it's going to be interesting to see just exactly how they do um but i i think you would be good with either a current generation amd or nvidia graphics card and then you know then i'm going to price point and uh and things like that so uh bob what's the right price point for me then and certainly like i'm really glad i waited because yeah oh, you yeah. know we were having this conversation sure. a year ago like it was ridiculous right and we pulled back a little bit but if i'm in a 30 series i'm assuming i'm probably okay in a 30 series right now or do yeah. i need to be waiting for the four, for the 40 series i would say again whatever you you know you're going to be running vr whatever mm-hmm. specifications the headset that you're going to use okay. and uh, I'm, I'm not 100% up to date on those, but I mean, you can get right now a 3080 Ti for, like, you know, and I feel like that's going to last you a very long time with your use case. Um, all of them are great. You know, you can get any from any, you know, any one of the manufacturers, you can, you can pick one up. You can pick them up at really great prices, new, used. It's kind of a, you know, if, if the card was used for mining, I, I don't know if I would go that route, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, you can find them, very affordable, especially compared to what we were talking about a year ago. Um, I, I mean, I can yeah, look. Best Buy what, just had a, a, a MSI 3080 Ti Ventus 12 gig card. Yeah, they had it for seven hundred and forty dollars, and it was a thousand eighty dollars. Right, so that, that's that's pretty amazing. Um, pricing yeah, like right right now on Newegg, that card yep is seven forty nine. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So it is a good time. Yeah, I guess you get a rebate. Hold on, uh, thirty dollar rebate. So it's only seven nineteen, which is crazy, yeah. considering this card, in in the peak of the GPU shortage, was like two thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty happy yeah. I waited at yeah, this yeah. point. You know, for for these, um, I wonder if the strength <laughs> of the dollar is only going to continue. You know, on the financial market side of things, the U.S. dollar is just continuing to crush a lot of the currencies around the world. I wonder if that'll be good or bad for us. Yeah. And I think too, once, you know, we had the announcement of the RTX 40 series, but it's not out yet. I'd still wait. If you, you know, like don't buy it today, wait till that, like October 12th is when they're going to, you know, they'll be available. Wait like a week after that. See if we get even another price drop because all these manufacturers, they want to get rid of this 30 series. It's going to be older series, you know, um, they're going to, they have a lot of inventory and they're going to want to get it get it out and we've seen i mean this card i I bet if we could look at the price i mean these cards have just gone down 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 as far as price goes um 
So I don't think the seven nineteen. What's the deal on the? There's a there's a price at seven forty nine, and then it says seven nineteen with a thirty dollar rebate okay. card. Okay. Yeah, but if okay. I don't know if I can do this. Hold on. So we can see see price history. I don't know how far this will go back. If it will yeah. let me see. Uh, yeah, just, ooh, yeah. I mean, you can see. Oh, no, this isn't. Uh, I wouldn't say these are real prices because I don't think you could. It was available back at this this time. But I mean, you can see. I mean, it was a thousand dollars, and it's already seven forty nine. So. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. And even even that that eighty series might be a good spot for you because it was you know towards the top of the three thousand series. But even considering you know like a thirty seventy to to even have you know a little more savings because depending on what um, headset you're using and what applications and games you're using within that environment may not require that high of performance. Um, you know, I have the HTC Vive, which is, you know, one of the original um, headsets. And I was running that on a GTX 970, which mm. is only a, a four gigabyte card. Um, and it, I was having no issues. It was running all my games at the full, you know, 90 frames mm. per second that the headset supports um, with no issues. Uh, and that's a, you know, multiple generations old card. So um, I'm sure there's been improvements to games and the headsets, right? My Mine's the early generation, not as high resolution and frame rate or uh, refresh rate on the, the displays inside the headset. But uh, just something to keep in mind. You, yeah. you know, you don't yeah. have to necessarily go with the highest end. Uh, as well yeah well, my son who's doing this and this is kind of the reason i kind of want to i kind of want to see what he's doing in there and enjoy it with him but um he'll give me some vr advice when i get to the actual gear and that equipment we'll spend some time talking about it do i what's the right memory amount on those cards then because i know that varies as well how much memory comes with with the card if i went with a 3080 ti what's the right what's the right memory amount for that or is there only one for that I believe it's there's two different or what is it 12 and 12 12 12 and 10. The original was 10 and yeah, then they 10, upgraded to 12. Okay. 12. Okay. Yeah. 12 and should does, be plenty for you for the, okay. for that. Okay. 10 and 12 should be in is it one of those cases you just buy the max it, 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 in the moment? I mean the the specific the the 3080 Ti will only come with 12. Okay. So that's okay. your your limits. You got to you got to buy. I it. would say if you are looking at different cards, uh, again, it depends on your headset. But I would say at minimum you would want eight. Mm. At minimum, and then again, all the cards typically are at least eight, ten, twelve. You know, some are 16, 16, some 24. of the AMD ones are sixteen. Yeah. So um, one thing to keep in mind as well. And we talked about this last night on our show with the the forty series, the forty eighty. They have a a twelve gig and a sixteen gig card, and from the you know from the outside, you think maybe it's just capacity amounts, right? This card has the twelve, and this has the sixteen, and you make your purchasing decision based off of that. Well, you know, we've come to find out that they are actually using a different die between those cards with different amounts of uh, compute cores uh, and memory amounts and speeds and things like that that actually will affect it more than just those memory amounts so that's also something to keep an eye out on you know you think you're getting the same performance because they're both 4080s and the only difference is going to be that memory amount look into those full specifications um, well 
And you guys talked that. about this last night, but there's going to be a, an additional power requirement for them as well. What's mm-hmm. ta- 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 teach me a little bit about that? Like, so now if I did wait for a 40 series and I did buy it, that that the uh, power supply I have definitely out. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. One, the 40 series is going to take a lot more power. Two, yes. all the 40 series cards come with a new power connect connection. Um, and they, they're all going to come with an adapter, which we showed on our show last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that people say it's safe and it just doesn't seem like you're pulling four high end power connections into a single connection. I don't know. Um, and then there, there are new power supplies that come with a new connection, which I would highly recommend, but those are quite expensive because it is brand new tech. And I think a lot of those start out at a thousand Watts anyways. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's the kind of the the new thing. And like I said, those new cards are gonna be they're gonna use a lot more power than the 30 series. So yeah. Now something to think about. All right, bunch of questions coming in the chat room. Let's cover these. <laughs> so Brian asks with these custom build units, have you found that the components last as long as you find them useful, or do you tend to upgrade when they're worn out? Or Bob, in your case, you're because of what you do for the podcast, like you're constantly upgrading, right? Yeah, I'm I'm constantly upgrading. My use case is, is not anybody else's. Yeah. Um, not, use no, case. it is sums. It is some. Yeah. There are there are folks who always want to stay. I mean, that's one philosophy of of technology is every couple of years you're replacing something to kind of keep everything up to date. So you don't have one big, like I'm going to have a pretty big bill when I go to buy this thing. Right. It, it, it's going to be a pretty big bill right out the gate. Um, or I could kind of, as I go along, I don't know, Ryan, where do you, where do you fit into this, into this? Uh, I'm not as aggressive on my upgrade scale as, as Bob is right. The, uh, my system is going on. I think it's actually going on three years now um i'm on the 3000 series ryzen and uh, a 2070 uh gpu right so i'm a a few behind um my previous system was an 1800 x uh amd cpu and uh, i have an amd gpu on it and that's the system i use for a lot of my cooler reviews but my main system i'm kind of in a weird spot where i went with the hard tubing and liquid cooled build well that means that my gpu has a dedicated water block and cooling solution for it so for me to upgrade components is a, has a little more cost to it uh, where yes, I've got to buy a, a new GPU, but I've also got to buy the water block now that mm-hmm. goes along with it and redo the the tubing in there and all of that. So I've, I've got some of those factors that play into my upgrade path. Um, but I do think that you can, I think components last just as long um, in a custom build as they would in, you know, something you're going to get from Dell or HP, even one of their gaming brands, whether it's Alienware, Omen, yeah. uh, any of those. Um, I, I, as far as quality and length of use, you're, you're yeah. not going to find a difference. Well, and I have found, you know, so like I own some Dell, you know, some Dell components that are form factored, right? They, they're not as easily <laughs> upgradable because they were, built for a specific purpose and I've upgraded some of those. They've been just fine. I've got custom builds that I've, I've run out of a life cycle on them where I want to put more memory. Nope. That board only supported 16 or that board only supported 32 for what it was. And you can't physically upgrade them. Right. I'm, I think of the three of us, you know, and we've talked about this before. I run these things till they're dust. So I try to build them as robust as I can with the money that I have. And then I try to run them just as long as I possibly can until they kind of, run out of all their value and then I take them to Best Buy and recycle them. 
You know, it's kind of the, that's kind of my philosophy. So I don't think there's a, there's a right one. I think it's the one that you're most comfortable in yep, doing. Absolutely. Right. Um, I'm with it. So, um, uh, bust out, by the way, bust out. Welcome. He's, he tries to make the live show and he finally made it. So appreciate <laughs> you coming out. He says no plans of upgrading the CPU or the monitor. He had talked about a build. This is kind of his current build. So he has a core I five, uh, 8,600, some other specs in there, a 1660 TI and a 1080p monitor. He says, I have no plans to on upgrading the CPU or the monitor. Should I upgrade my GPU or just get an Xbox? at this point, if you want. And I'm assuming, Bust Out, you're talking about for gaming at this point. So let's broach that question to you guys. If I'm a, if, if, if I'm a, uh, we'll look that up, Bob, while we're doing this, and I'll ask the question. If I'm a computer gamer today, and I, 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 I've I missed, because of pricing, I've missed the this generation of GPUs, and now I'm starting to eyeball these 40 series or even a 30 series, is it just cheaper to go with an Xbox? I think they're four or five hundred bucks, right? Uh, yeah, four ninety nine for the Series X that I'm seeing here on Newegg. Um, I mean, you can get a really capable graphics card around that price too. Yeah. That would be an upgrade over that sixteen sixty Ti. Kind of just depends because again, you're only playing at ten eighty p, so you're not really pushing. Even that sixteen sixty Ti can handle ten eighty p. But I mean, something. A- go ahead, Ryan. Sorry, no, you go ahead. I'll, I'll I was just going to say, like, any, you know, 36 to what? How much is a 3060, Ryan? I don't know. Uh, let me put that filter in real quick here. Like a 3060 Ti. Is, just a, I mean, the 3060 yeah. is 379. Right. Yeah. And that would be a, a, a nice upgrade over the 1660. Um, and you get a lot of those features that I had talked about. Um, and I don't with, think you'd be bottlenecked too much with that CPU. Yeah, that's still. the only thing you have to worry about is is getting get, bottlenecked by your CPU. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that would be the the upgrade path that I would do. I I I prefer playing on a PC. And again, it's not just a gaming machine, right? Like, yeah, you can maybe do some streaming on your Xbox, but I mean, on your PC, like I could do video editing. I can obviously do word processing. I can check my emails. It's much more than just like a for me, uh, a gaming machine. So if you think about it that way, you know, you're you're getting kind of like two or three in one instead of just you know what Xbox is typically just a gaming machine. Mm-hmm. And if you're in that Xbox ecosystem or want to be, you can also look into Xbox Game Pass and get the level of Game Pass that is kind of cross compatible between your PC and your console. So maybe you play some games on the Xbox that are maybe newer and uh, you want to play at a higher resolution or performance and then play some of the games on your PC that don't necessarily require anything more than a 1660 Ti and now you've got both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly close. Like just the fact that we're kind of having to work through prices, there's not a it's yeah. not a slam dunk decision on this. I think you got to kind of think like, okay, let me think about down? what I've got. You know, bust out. I asked bust out and chat with Jen that CPU was. You guys know offhand uh, that, that. Yeah, the 8600K is a, it's just a, you know, eighth generation eighth core. Gen. Yeah. So yep. it would be, it, as we think about Windows, right? We're going to Windows 11. It's requiring to, for the upgrade to Windows 11, it's requiring eighth gen or newer for that. So if that had been a seventh gen or a sixth gen, then you might, that might, you kind of think, well, I'm going to be stuck on, I might be stuck on windows 10 for a while. And maybe I 
want to just go with the Xbox. Again, I'm not saying it's the right decision. It's just the conversation you need to kind of have in your head to kind of think through, like, you know, what do I want to do? What I hear you guys saying is it's kind of close. Like, yeah. Yeah. And maybe it comes down to your household, right? Are there other people that might make use of that Xbox, right? If you got kids or a significant other or, you know, friends coming over that want to play, you know, adding on another controller or something so multiple people can play, maybe it does make sense to go with that console um, in that case. Uh, Brian adds a thought. He says some of the Xbox console games that allow for keyboard and mouse have really blurred, blurred that line a bit, right? Thinking about we're sure. PC gamers oftentimes because of the accuracy that you can get uh, with keyboard and mouse as opposed to a controller. And uh, and so that I think that plays a huge consideration um, as well. So cut, to come full circle as we're, we're talking about this and thinking about this GPU, and let me just kind of wrap this discussion on the GPU around this. 3080 Ti, probably, uh, it's probably going to be enough for what I'm doing from, and I, oh, that yeah. is a component, right, that, let's say two years from now, I want to go to the to the 40 series, and I could swap out the card and the and the power supply at that point, and and get an upgrade. Probably right. That would probably just kind of thinking generally. That would probably be a doable upgrade in a year or two, right? Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think you would. You, if you would get a 3080 Ti, I don't see that you would need to be upgrading it anytime sure. soon. No, but uh, then we say that. Case, yeah, we say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. I, maybe I the, don't see it. That's a very maybe, powerful graphics card. So maybe it's the fifty. Maybe it's the fifty series that comes out two years from now. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. gotta have. You yeah. know, I have no idea. Have no idea. It's. Do you think Ryan is the thirty eighty Ti? Where I. I mean, knowing what I'm going to do with this thing and knowing mm-hmm. where I'm going with it, knowing I want to get three to five, maybe seven years out of that. Is that the right? Is that the right card to get? Do you think? If, if that's the amount of time you want to get out of it, yeah, the Ti is probably. A, a good point you could drop down to the just the plain 3080 and maybe shift some of that money over to a larger sized ssd or maybe making that jump from 64 to 128 gigs on memory right that might be the price point difference that makes the determination because with what you're doing i don't know that the ti over the standard 3080 is going to make enough of a difference for you okay, okay. Um, that's good advice. So that, that's something to take into consideration bob you're looking at prices what's a 3080 3080 ti what's the delta on price between those two do you know let's see do you have that we'll we'll see if i can as we bring that up um just kind of wondering like what would i save by going to a straight 3080 on this and i'm fine with it i don't have to have a ti that seemed like a a good call at this point especially as we're looking at sales you know so this is the 30 uh hold on 38 i'm trying to find two of the same yeah or we we can get close with it it doesn't Ace have to be is exactly tough gaming. Uh, okay i'm trying to find two of that yeah uh, we'll let you the same yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no worries it's riveting audio as we try to find yeah the, uh, <laughs> yeah i know right um I'll, we'll we'll let you kind of think through that um, Ryan, so let me ask you, we've talked about all this. If you were going to do this build, like, right. and, and maybe it lands with what we talked about, but you're doing this right now, thinking about what we've talked about, what, just give me an idea kind of where, where you think you would land on this sure. from a build perspective. 
Um, I think the 7000 series, uh, the, you know, our latest AMD processors that have come out, they're, they're amazing. Uh, but we've seen a, a shift in price of the motherboards for those that just kind of puts them a little more than a lot of people were expecting to or wanting to pay for those. So I think going with the previous generation, which like we said it all along has has been the current generation until the last you know couple yeah. days um so i think being somewhere on maybe the 5800 uh x 3d which gets you some extra video um graphics processing with that cpu right it uh coincides with the gpu and gets you uh higher performance i think being at that um level there with a you know an x570 motherboard um 64 gigs of ddr4 with you know two to four terabyte m.2 drive of gen 4 to you know get the fastest speed that you're going to get there um a nice case and uh you know 3080 3080 ti i think you'd be set that's the route that i would take um because if you if you go to the leading edge current generation your price is going to be significantly higher just because you're right there on the leading edge um and paying that premium uh, Bob, say I followed Ryan's advice. Does that get me out of the Think Computers doghouse of always being the guy with the G <laughs> computers? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd have a better, you'd have a better uh, graphics card than uh, Ryan. That is so, true. So, yeah. yeah, so he has a water cold system. He, I mean, I don't even. I have a, I have an AIO. He has a full liquid cold system. So mm-hmm. um, we all kind of would have our. I, I would have the best graphics card. Ryan has the cool water cooling system, and yeah. then you're kind of sitting in the middle there. So yeah. Yeah. What did you find the difference between those two? Yeah. So there's a, yeah, you know, I mean, it is, so this is, these are the exact same cards, uh, same thing. So this is a Zotac card. It is uh, the 3080 Trinity uh, that's 703 on Amazon. And then the 3080 Ti Trinity is 869. So 180. Let's yeah. Say. So that's kind of the difference that yeah, you, okay. you see there. And what do I, what don't I for for one hundred eighty dollars less? What do I lose? Um, I believe this one is yeah. So this one's ten gigabyte. Um, the the thirty eighty is ten gigabyte of VRAM. The thirty eighty Ti is twelve gigabyte of VRAM. Then your speeds are going to be different. So your clock speeds are going to be different, and your core count. I, is, is a little bit different as well. So you're going to get a little bit more performance out of the 3080 Ti. Um, that's kind of the main difference. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Let's well, no, that's, that's actually super helpful. Like I have, this has been the most helpful conversation <laughs> I've had Good. along these lines as far Just, as, because you've really helped me kind of narrow down in, in real time. One, I think I'm coming to this at a really good time. Yeah, so, Absolutely. Like, I picked a good time to kind of do this. And then two, um, it's, it's kind of helped me narrow down some decisions. We're going to take this to our discord group. So we're going to have this conversation inside discord. I might even jump in your guys's discord. I'm, I'm, I'm over there. I kind of lurk, but to continue to flesh out a little bit. So if some of these decisions, you know, you said to me, Hey, don't buy the graphics card yet. There may be some fire Mm -hmm. sales coming up in the next couple of weeks. So, I think what I'm going to do is build a list and maybe put some prices. Certainly these prices, I don't want to jinx it, but these prices won't go up, right? For the things unless that there's about. some crazy, you know, supply shortage yeah. that yeah, we yeah. saw um 
Right. You yeah. Know, a lot, you, like we had last 4,000 series sells out and you can't get them and people still right. want to buy something. They will jump on the, yeah. you know, they were expecting to pay $800 on the 4,000 series. They're going to spend that $800 on the 3,000 series. Yeah. 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 So there comes a, there comes a point where you you don't get greedy, but the price is good and you just mm-hmm. pull the trigger because you need, you need the piece of equipment. Right. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's, I, I think that's with any other advice that you'd give me, Bob, I'll start with you from a consideration standpoint that we didn't talk about that I need to consider. Uh, no, not really. I would say I'm not a big fan of the stock. Like if you get a processor that does have a stock cooler, okay. I'm not a fan of them. When you're, when your processor boosts, that stock cooler is going to sound like it's a rocket ship taking off. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, that, that's yeah. the only thing. I think I think it would be cool for you too. I think to go like an AIO route, all in one liquid cooler. Okay. Um, I remember when I like reviewed my first one, I was like, "Oh, this is a lot easier than I thought it would be." It's kind of like a learning experience at the same time. So I think that'd be pretty cool for you uh, to do. And it's just it, like I said, they are pretty easy to install as well. Okay, okay. Ryan. Anything? Yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. I, I I jump in on the the all-in-one cooler, right? There's there's okay. plenty of options out there um, from multiple manufacturers. Again, going with a brand that you have heard of, you know, from a, a major name in there um, will be good. And you know, getting onto that fourth uh, generation uh, SSD makes a difference as well. Okay. Well, I, I definitely will probably get some advice, uh, Jim at theaverageguy.tv. If you've got, if you want to, you know, you got something you want me to consider. The, you know, anytime we talk about these kinds of components, everybody's got their thing, and I get that. Uh, if you're gonna dialogue with us on this, uh, I may listen, and I may decide to go a different direction. So, don't, um, you know, don't take it personally from that perspective. Just kind of working through. Also thinking through price, it's it's been a while since I've been able to put a few dollars this direction with a purpose and then knowing I can kind of, I think one of my goals is to replace a bunch of stuff that I have here onto that system and then retire those things. Um, so to give me, an, give me an opportunity with that, with some extra headroom to be able to run some of those things as well, whether it be in a VM or um, um, some of those pieces I uh, get it done that way. So I think you guys have been very helpful getting a base. The good news, it's all recorded. So I can go back and listen to it again <laughs> uh, and say, okay, what did he say on there? I'll start some prices. We'll start a, we'll, we'll start a checklist. Um, Bob over there on your podcast, what's coming up? What, like if I, if, if maybe I'm a home gadget, home gadget geeks listener, and I'm not currently listening to, to your guys' podcast, what, what, what should I look for in the next couple um oh i I just like i showed you i have this new ryzen processor in uh, which i'm pretty excited to take a look at so it's ryzen 7000 series and with that i'll be reviewing all the new x670 and x670e motherboards um like i said it is launch season so we have a, a bunch of products that aren't announced yet that i have um that we'll be doing reviews on i have a ton of stuff here to review um as well and and i have a a um actually three laptops that I'm reviewing currently as well. Um, more Not gaming centric. They're more like everyday use. Um, but because we're getting back to traveling now, um, I thought I'd take a look at some and kind of see, you know, see what the kind of new stuff is. So Lenovo sent, sent a bunch of laptops over. Uh, so I have three that I'm taking a look at. So I'm pretty excited for those as well. Awesome. Uh, Ryan, anything on your side? 
I'm just working on a video for a keyboard. Uh, that's all I've got right now. I've just kind of wrapped things up. I've been have I've had a busy fall and just this time. So I was like, Bob, I got we got to pump the brakes for a minute and uh, let me clear this queue out and yeah. let me catch my breath. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm getting excited to for in person CES coming up in January. Mm. Um, so we're, you know, already talking that and getting yeah. those plans in the works. Yeah. It'll feel different, won't it? Oh yeah. yeah. I think so. I'm excited to be back in person. Um, wh- one bit of news, which kind of relates to this, of course, you guys have this uh, top of your site, Google, St- Google announced they're going to shut down Stadia. Do- oh, that's wow. their gaming. Does that, did that surprise any Bob? Did that surprise you? At all? I, I mean, I, I wrote that article. So, I mean, we've heard rumors of Stadia being shut down. Um, it doesn't seem, it seems like you would think Google, I mean, Google makes a ton of money. It just seems like these companies can't do the, on the game, the, the game streaming. So basically uh, for your listeners who don't know, you buy a game and you can put it on Stadia and then it streams to your device. So if I have a phone, you know, this phone's not going to play Cyberpunk 2077, but I can stream it from Stadia to my phone and play the game. Um, and it just seems like these companies just, don't they can't get it to work like they just again they're just shutting it down it's it's i don't know i feel like the market isn't there for it people just aren't ready to move to it yet yeah i don't don't think they're hungry enough like Mm -hmm. it's too there's too much money it's too easy it's too like it's too corporate like it just doesn't get that feel they're just not hungry and i think too we again we went from two years of basically being in our homes and when you're in your home you're not you're not using your your phone you you know you got given a bunch of money uh Mm -hmm. you know through stimulus and you were like well i can build a new system and i mean so many people so many of my friends that weren't pc people were coming to me asking me hey you know what you know what can i buy what you know because i want to buy a pc because i'm at home and i don't have anything to do maybe in a couple years you know when we get out of this whole you know, thing where we're used to traveling, we're used to being on the go. Cause I would love to be, you know, sitting on the, on a, on the train or bus and be like, Oh yeah, I'm playing, you know, this awesome game. Um, you know, and I think too, the internet speeds or Wi-Fi speeds or 5g speeds that you actually need for that to work. They're not, especially in the United States, they're not there yet where you, and especially the coverage as well. Um, unless you're in a really big Metro area, you don't have the speeds that you really need to to make that process or make that experience be really what you would want, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. Ryan, would you add anything to that? No, I, I, I all accurate. I just uh, again, I feel like the 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 desire just isn't there for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Bob, you wrote that article up. It made news today. I guess not a huge shock to anybody yeah and like i said there were there were rumors of it shutting down for for months and i think a lot of these companies um both like you know google and even on the hardware side when it comes to nvidia and amd they're really you know under the gun of their shareholders and they have to make money Um, we were talking about intel and their gpu i mean we wrote an article up maybe a month ago about how intel's already there were rumors about intel canceling the arc after this generation um, so I think, you know, and a lot of these companies are just really, again, after, after two years of the whole shutdown of the economy, like they need to show, you know, earnings to their shareholders and, and projects that may, may be fruitful in the future that aren't now are just getting axed because they're costing too much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a different, 
it's a lot of things. You know, I, I, I mentioned this earlier in the show. I mean, this has thrown a lot of things into chaos. And, you know, one of those are currencies around the world. Mm-hmm. The Japanese economy, the yen is just getting crushed right now. Right now in the UK, the pound is getting crushed, yeah. right? Uh, for Americans, that's great if you're traveling <laughs> overseas. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know if it's the best time to do that because airlines are a mess. But, but um, you know, that that plays into it. We're just having unprecedented. And we had for most for most individuals uh, who who aren't old like me, you you grew up during a pretty stable time, a yeah. historically stable time. And, you know, certainly the 60s and 70s were not that for the United States. But you guys didn't grow up in that. You don't remember those, those yeah. the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, 2010s, with the exception of maybe one of the deepest recessions uh, we, that that we've seen in a long time. It's It was pretty stable, right? Even that we pulled out of uh, pretty pretty successfully. So be interesting to see where all these things go. So the podcast is Think Computers. And head over to thinkcomputers.org if you want to do that. You guys are live Wednesdays at 7.30, so no conflict, yes. mo- right? Yep. Most 7.30 Central, yep. is that right? Correct. Yep. And um, so no conflict. I always appreciate that. I try to pop in when I can uh, I, because it's it's a night I'm not podcasting. If we were competing, <laughs> I would just, you guys would be dead to me. So let's just be really, (laughs) no, not really, Uh, but kind of, um, so, uh, Wednesday nights, seven 30, thinkcomputers.org. Um, and the cool thing is you guys game afterwards, right? You're, you're, you've been doing that a long time, right? How many, how many folks join you afterwards for the game streaming? I would say Uh, just a handful. Like I kind of are. Yeah. yeah. We got some diehards that'll make their way over. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Ryan. Ryan has to get more excited because Ryan. Ryan's the one that hosts that stream, so I feel yeah. like he needs to get get more yeah. excited, like those professional streamers do. You know, I know, <laughs> I know. It's a whole different skill set. Like it I sure could, is. You yeah. know, you're I, calling people out in chat, and you're oh, gaming, yeah. and it's all about who's watching. And yeah, I can't yeah. do that. I can't. Uh, I I can't do that at all. Well, guys, thanks for coming out. Uh, we'll keep it posted. It sounds like. I probably need to be building this over the next four to eight weeks of putting components together. That's yeah. I I would say because there is a a limited number of RTX 30 series chips out there. Um, Companies have a lot right now, but those inventories are going to be, you know, probably by the end of the year, you're not going to see a whole lot left. So I would, you know, before Christmas, I'd next say. maybe in the next four weeks. Just yeah. thinking between now and Halloween, yeah. probably I should probably pull the trigger. Watch some, watch some various brands. Does it matter if the does a, the does if I go with one of the name brand MSI or or those? Am I okay on the on the GPU? Yeah, yeah. it, it kind of comes down to preference. You can kind of research uh, their different cooling methods or which one you think looks cooler. But I mean, under the hood, the GPU is pretty much the same. Um, They may clock a little different, right? They may have a little more overclock and speed on one model versus the other. And like Bob said, some may have two fans on the cooler. Some might have three, just kind of depending on. I'm a stock guy. I put it in. I set it. Leave it alone. Yeah. Set it. And I get it. I get it. I tweak it till I get it to where I want it to be. And then it stays in that setting for the next 10 years. So, um, so good. All right. Well, we'll be, um, we'll be talking about this over the next couple months as we put the system together. I'm super excited. Thanks for, 
for joining us. A couple of reminders. Can you guys stay around for just a minute as we close mm-hmm. things up? Is that okay? A couple of reminders on the way out. Uh, when you're not uh, listening to uh, the Think Computers podcast, you can head over to theaverageguy.tv. Although uh, we ha- have had a few problems with it tonight. That's why we were on the live page. I got Christian on the hunt. We're trying to get it figured out why the live page is not working or not updating for me. But uh, uh, you can head out there if you want uh, back episodes of this, The Average Guy. TV. You can send me an email, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. If you want to, uh, if you want to give back on Patreon, you can do that as well. Bob, thank you, uh, Bob Carpenter out there in chat. Just uh, just signed up, and if you want to do that as well, head over to TheAverageGuy.tv slash Patreon. And uh, we are live every Thursday. We've got guests coming up over the next couple weeks. Have some fun stuff scheduled ahead. Uh, come out and join us live. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, now at TheAverageGuy.tv slash live. For those listening in the chat room, thanks for coming out. We won't do much of a post show, but hang out anyways. You never know what's going to happen. With that, we'll say goodbye.